Hi, this is Rich Camco, and uh, it's just a little over a week since uh, Orlando, the massacre, and uh, I'm just reading some of these stories of each of the, uh, there's a mother, Brenda McCool, Brenda, uh, was shot and she told her son who she was at the club dancing with her son she was supportive of her her son and saved, saved his life that's another story here uh, how Eddie Sotomayor texted his partner Luis and said don't come into the club and uh, there are 49 people that were shot last week at a club at 11 night Latino, Latin, oh God, I can't even speak English. At a club pulse in Orlando. And, uh, you know, the Senate just voted and did nothing to stop. Uh, there are people that are dead, and our Senate can't even figure out how to to stop people that are on a terrorist list from buying weapons. Uh, this is the first serious episode I've done for WTY, We Did Yet podcast. And, uh, you know, as an openly gay comic, uh, I feel like part of my mission is to create visibility and tolerance and acceptance. I mean, it is a revolution to be openly gay. Still, today, obviously, there's still homophobia and in this case there's you know whether or not this shooter was truly an ISIS uh, a sleeper or whatever or just a crazed person who pledged his allegiance to ISIS I mean there's also information of the shooter being at the club for the last three years having profiles on Grinder and Jacked and out of rat of these gay hookup apps and there were nights he's been at the club where they he would get really drunk and belligerent and have to take him out, like remove him from the club. So it's quite complicated whether or not he's a terrorist. He's definitely someone who was struggling with his sexuality and whether or not his father, who's homophobic, lied and said that the shooter had seen two men kissing and holding hands and were upset. Or is that the father just making up a story and the son is actually just... Or is the son pretending? that he was upset in front of his father to cover his other life. Or, who knows, maybe he wasn't even gay. He's just a man who had sex with other men or wanted to have sex with other men. Or, you know, he's just a person on a terror watch list who got firearms legally and then went to this club. I had some friends who were quite sincere and reaching out to me and they offered to help me purchase a gun and learn how to sh I just could not even imagine that at any time in my life I, but they were sincere and that just goes to show the spectrum of where people are on this I I know I can't imagine what I would do if it's funny I was just looking at the video camera and I saw like there's on the wall, there's a image with David and I. We got married for the second or third time legally. This time it was legal in New Jersey. Back when it was going state by state, and that photograph got into some Chinese newspaper. And these people that work at this Thai restaurant, the workers in the back, recognized our photo and brought out this newspaper and gave it to us. They could even speak to us in English, but they recognized us and I think of how that was so sweet it also just kind of visibility I mean, never spoke to the people in the back but my husband and I would eat at that Thai restaurant all the time in Jersey City and they just recognized us as that couple I mean a simple act of visibility like that just eating dinner and uh You know, I like to think that that what I do does make a difference. And sometimes, you know, 
some of the simplest things that we all are doing make a difference. Just going out to eat with someone you love and being open about that. You know, I'm trying to make people that are drunk and homophobic <laughs> in a club laugh. Sometimes it's just brunch. Sometimes <laughs> brunch can just end that. Uh, burst that bubble and show people that you're human. You know, I don't have an answer to what's going on, but uh, I will continue on. And I will continue to do what I do. And to live and to love openly. To tell my jokes. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, there's still 47 more people named. Four more seven more people <laughs> with stories and with families. But uh, this is a start. Anyway, it's nice to be back here uh, podcasting. I have another guest coming in shortly, uh, Danny McWilliams. He was one of the original funny gay males, and so he was in the early, early years of pioneering for gays in comedy and gave his ability. So I'm very excited to have him in here later. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, for those of you who want to reach out, uh, you can go to weareorlando.org. I'm sure you can go find a ton of GoFundMes. There's a lot of ways you can help. You can also help in your own neighborhoods, in your own cities, in your own towns and states, finding your local LGBT center uh, and being an ally. Uh, Not only just sending money, but uh, reaching out, being part of a pride event wherever you are, or just reaching out to people in your day-to-day life. There's a lot of ways that we can all be allies, whether we're LGBT or not. We can create a safer world in all directions. In Jersey City, there was a giant vigil. Thousands of people showed up, and you know they opened the vigil with uh, one of the Muslim leaders in Jersey City. Jersey City is the most diverse city in this, the country, and uh, one of the Muslim leaders was there, and he led a moment of silence and it was just beautiful to see these different communities the Muslim community the Latino community the LGBT community come together and uh, and there were Filipinos there there's a lot of Filipinos in Jersey City they were there as well it's very touching so um, wherever you are wherever these listeners are just reach out right in your neighborhood because that's how we do it It's not just a like on Facebook, it's not just a share on Facebook, but it's actual human interaction in your own backyard. So, thanks for tuning in. We there yet? WTY! We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) We there yet? We there yet? Hi, it's Rich Kamko, and welcome back to WTY Podcast. Are we there yet? I'm here live in New York City with comedian Danny McWilliams. Rich Kiamko. Are you with me or not? You are with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell I am today. But <laughs> it's hot outside. It, yeah, it's now New York summer. Remember it's that Lucy the- show? I'm fine, but it's hot in here. <laughs> I keep saying it out in the street. <laughs> Mrs. Ricardo, I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny McWilliams, uh, I'm so excited to have you here today because I remember hearing you on the Howard Stern show. You really? What was you? You were with the original Funny Game Mail. Funny Game Mails, yes. And this was in the early '90s. Yes. Was it early yes. '90s, '80s, yeah. '90s? I was. Yes. I was still a student <laughs> at FIT. I was underage. I couldn't even go to the duplex to see you because I was not of legal. No way. Oh, yeah. if I had known, I would have snuck you in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I was oh. with my sewing machine in my $99 Sears boombox in the sewing room of FIT, listening to Howard Stern and to you guys. My God. I mean, it's like, I, and I remember just thinking it was so radical at the time. Yeah, it was. To yeah. be openly gay and comedian. And you guys were great. I mean, you guys were great. And, and Howard was great to have you on, yeah, but yeah. also with like, you oh. know, it was very old school, like, oh, yeah. in the butt kind of, what do you guys do? Yeah, in the butt. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you answered your own question, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> well, next question, you know. How did, how did you guys, like, what was your start in comedy? And then how did the Funny Game Males come in? And then, like, what was, oh, what was that? I started in comedy in the early 80s in improv. You know, oh improv, improv was big in the city then, huge. And I got into an improv group. And we worked, and then it broke up, and then I was pretty witty, and everyone said, do stand-up, and I did it. 
And um, I played you know, a lot of the straight clubs, but I didn't do too well. I wasn't, I didn't well, know. Well, it's also the 80s, because that was, was like yeah. really, yeah. T- you know. I, it was, and I didn't know what my comedy voice, strong, my strong comedy voice was. And if I played regular clubs, I didn't do too well. But then all the gay places started doing gay comedy, because comedy was hot in the 80s in the city here. It was very right, hot. Right, right. And, um, and I worked a lot. And then I learned my craft. And then Funny Gay Males just came up by, by happenstance. It wasn't planned at all. It just kind of fell into our laps. Huh. You know, it really did. And Jaffe Cohen was the one who, who came up with the name and was offered to do a show at the duplex. And he decided to use me and Bob with him and just do gay comedy. And, and the rest just took off. We did nothing. It just took off like crazy it was it was we did nothing we did nothing we just, we just laid down we and just showed up and did the three, show it should be funny gay bottoms we just yeah, laid yeah, there yeah funny gay bottoms yes miss ball yes can i get you a drink? get me another drink i know we didn't do anything we it just worked we worked all over the place it just took off it was a great thing wow so that was what was the circuit i mean you know the for black comics there's the, the chitlin circuit yeah but well, for Gay comics, it's what? Well, the, the key circuit? What is ours? I don't know. What the hell would ours what, be? What you guys, well, obviously, Key well, we, West, Key West, Provincetown, Provincetown and, and Boston, and, and Rochester, and we work L.A., and and what do you call it? What, wasn't that place out there where Hairspray is? Baltimore. 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 Did, did Austin well. exist then? Was it Austin a gay place yet? Or? I don't know. what we, didn't, we never worked out in Austin, Texas. We never worked out there. But we worked mostly theaters on the road. Theaters mostly booked oh, us. Really? So it was great. All right. Well, there's also like there's a lot of gay people in theater. Yeah. Like, oh, we should just book. Yeah, and we did, and we just did great in a row. We we sold out on the road. Those are the best days ever. We just sold out. We were hits all over the wow. place. It was fun. I, I have to say, nothing bad happened during that. Everything was great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. in in that case, there was a whole like a gay circuit. Yeah. That you guys could go because it's you know because I my, my experience I was like 17, 18. I was yeah. doing a stand up at FIT. And somebody, I started doing little open mics. This, you know, this is scary '80s open yeah. mics where it's like the, the punchline was always "fag." That's yeah. all you had to say. It was just "fag," and yeah. people were like, "What?" Yeah, laugh. So yeah. somebody booked me with these two other guys at some college, a lunchtime college gig here in the city. And you know, one was like "kicked her in the cunt," one was like "bitch," pussy, you know, whatever. Yeah. They were saying horrible yeah. things. And then I go up. You know, it's like Dice Clay knockoff and Eddie Murphy knockoff. And I was like, you know flower drum thong yeah, you know like, yes. and i didn't know i had no i mean i was going performing at fit which was like so gay friendly i didn't even know yeah. that i was in a, so i'm like hey guys and they just like a guy got a uh, took a chair and said get off the stage faggot yeah and tried to hit me and the audience was like whoa really so, really? so you know that's sort of i, sh- I mean I, I basically ran grabbed the money from i mean i sort of i don't know i was i don't know what how many more jokes i did i just kind of like was numb and sort of did like a matrix dodge of the whatever this I mean, he wasn't, I don't think he actually could have hit me, but he was trying to look like he was going to hit me. I mean, it was so much happening so yeah. quickly. I was only like a teenager. So I took the money from the booker, went down the fire escape, and I didn't do stand up for like 20 something oh, years. Boy. I mean, I was a backup dancer for Judy Tenute and her. Well, you? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was, it was like, I couldn't have my voice, yeah. or I was afraid to, but I could certainly dress her and run around in a headdress and a thong and yeah. a harness. Because there was a whole kind of that period of the 80s and 90s was if you're gay there was a sort of a gay circuit well she was more mainstream but she had a huge gay following and i could be as gay or weird as i wanted yeah who are we talking about who had the gay following? judy tenuta oh judy tenuta yeah 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 yeah. you know but um so i hid sort of in that world for about seven years and i didn't really get back to stand up till you know yeah Yeah. it was a whole other yeah well you know um we didn't even we didn't even play like a gay circuit we just a lot of places heard of us and just booked us wow it was like that truly we we mostly played theaters well you can say it's kind of a gay circuit isn't (laughs) it i take that back but (laughs) but um, i mean key Key west we played a theater in key west and and we all yeah we played the gay it was a little chitlin circuit here in the city there were a lot of gay clubs in the village that were doing gay comedy because there weren't that many gay comics and um they started doing that a place called trocadero it was on bleaker street oh was it God. bleaker and charles i think it was located it was on the corner and they always did gay comedy every friday and saturday and paid you too and the place was packed 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 wow every place was packed everybody liked going to see gay comedy and then we started doing funny gay males in 1988 at the new duplex on oh okay. actually at the old duplex on grove street right right which is like still rose's turn uh, I guess? yeah and i i don't i think rose is it's not her turn anymore she <laughs> left <laughs> it's nobody's turn it's a I think it's an empty damn building. I don't know what the hell it is. 
<laughs> we should bring it back. <laughs> it's an artisanal cheese shop or something. Uh, yeah, there. I think it's a real estate office. Like, oh, uh, really? Uh, good God, of all things to become. But yeah, it's that. Um, oh, my God. And we worked there, and then the, the duplex moved over to where it is now in Christopher and Severance. And then we worked there for two years. You know, wow. sold out every Friday and Saturday night. Wow. We didn't have to do anything. It just sold out. Right, just, right. God right. Almighty. I remember it was like the longest running thing. I mean, it was always, it was just there. Oh, thank you. I didn't know you knew that, Richard. My yeah. God. Yeah. Well, oh. I remember thinking, oh, that's so cool. And I just remember thinking, oh, I'm, I could never, I was too young to go. And I also, I was, I was still kind of, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to bars. I mean, I was going to FIT, which is sort of like being at a gay uh, bar. Okay, yeah. But yeah. I just wasn't. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I was underage and I was, I think I went to, I think I went to Uncle Charlie's once underage and we were sort of sitting in the, it was obvious that we were underage, yeah. but we got in and we were all sitting in a little booth. I hear Uncle Charlie's got a new place on, in the East 40s. I, I hear. Is yeah, it? well, I guess they call it Uncle Charlie's. It's a different owner. Oh, okay. And, but it's sort of an, it, it's not exclusively Asian clientele, but it's, it's kind of. Oh, I didn't know it was an Asian client. Yeah, well, no I mean, idea. I don't know if you want to say Rice Queen. Or yeah, Rice Queen. Okay. I mean, I, I ran a show there for a little bit in the in the back. You scream Rice Queen. We all scream <laughs> for Rice, rice Queens. Queens. <laughs> Come on. Those Asian men are hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you can't but, get enough. You can't uh, enough. You just get that carb load. I know. I know. You get one minute, then an hour later, you want another one. Uh, <laughs> oh. Your English is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. if if some guy is a rice cream, but they're hot, I'm like, they're like, wow, you speak English well. I'm like, thank you. Oh, <laughs> Maybe you show me. No. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, know, it's horrible. No. But if they're hot, I don't care. Mr. Eddie's father. <laughs> that stupid show. Oh, God. Well, that wasn't a stupid show. I, I, you know, whatever. I don't know why I brought that up. But anyway. Right. We're having fl- it's a flashbacks. Flashbacks. Right. Yeah, really. So then now... You guys also did the Joan Rivers show. Yeah, we went on her afternoon talk show. Her, yeah, yeah, that was fun. We, came, we 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 went on there on National Coming Out Day in October. One of her producers wow. saw us in Provincetown and booked us, and we did very well on her show. She was she was she's the quickest woman on the planet. Yeah, she was witty as anybody. I mean, you you know, we were witty with her, but she she was, right. Well, she's uh, like the master. She sure as hell is. She's the master. You know, Bob Smith, one of the comics on the show, had a joke about he comes out to his family at Thanksgiving. He said, you know, Joan said, you know, she set you up. You know, she knows you know, right, you know right, what right. she's going to ask. She goes, so Bobby, I understand you came out to your family at a holiday. He goes, yes, Joan, it was at Thanksgiving. I said to my mother, please pass the gravy to a homosexual. And the audience laughs and Joan qu- quick, quickly comes back. It's a good thing she didn't pass it to your father. <laughs> Right away, and, and and you know, and he always even held more. Right, that, right, right, it, right, right. And he uses that all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that became his Tonight Show punch. Yeah, that's true. That's why he's on the right? Tonight Show. That's right. right. It was huge. Oh, that's right. It was huge. I right? forgot about it. Right. Who? It wasn't... No. <laughs> <laughs> Her? Oh, she stinks. But that would know. But, you know, I. That's right. He went on the Tonight Show. I forgot that. Oh my right? god. Right? Wasn't he the first homosexual on? Well, probably a lot of them, but he's the first well, open, came out. First openly, I should say. <laughs> the first oh, openly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. And um, he mostly got writing jobs after that. He mostly yeah. got writing jobs. Good for him. Mad TV, Roseanne, he wrote for everybody. Right, yeah, right. Good for him. Good for wow. him. Yeah, I forgot about the Tonight Show. You're and then right where, where's Jeffy Cohen now? He lives upstate, and he's a writer. He and his writing partner, Michael Zam, actually have a, um, a good thing happening for them. They wrote, um, I forget the name of the director. Oh, the one who directs American Horror Story. I'm so bad. Oh, yeah. I forget his name. God. Anyway, um, they wrote a script, and it's going to be done in the fall. It's going to be on TV. It's called Feuds. Feuds. They wrote a script about the relationship of Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. You know, the <laughs> infamous, the, oh they were infamous God. enemies. Yeah. Yeah, and they wrote a... F- How about perfect... Perfect oh, great, story for them. Great, right? great. And Susan Sarandon will play Davis. And of course. And who the hell's the other one? Um, she's in Long Day's Journey in Tonight. J- Jessica Lang. Hello. Jessica Lang was playing Joan Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell's that bro? What's her name? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, that's a train wreck. That girl. Caitlyn oh, Jenner. Oh, oh I'm t- but Jessica Lang and and and, and Caitlyn Jenner do look like. Oh, Alike, dear. Oh, right? dear. Oh, my. Do that? I guess so. Good. Sort of. Wouldn't it be great if Caitlyn Jenner takes over Long Day's Journey? <laughs> She's, <laughs> right. like, phenomenal. Like, <laughs> right. right. They can't believe how good she is. You know? Uh, yeah. Well, oh. Bruce could always go the distance. Just kidding. Oh, 
Oh yeah, sorry, that was it. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, they wrote a film script called Best Actress about the making of whatever happened to Baby Jane and the famous feud they had on the set because they didn't like each other. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, that. yeah. Everybody yeah. knows that. Well, so then this is a series about it. Yeah, and instead of making it into a film, they decided they're going to make it into a series, like I think a Netflix, a or? Netflix thing. I, I think a ten-week series about their oh, that's great dislike of each other. And so Jaffe and his friend Michael Zam are the writers, and they got a good break out of this. This is lovely. This is a great wow. thing. Wow. So you're yeah. coming in the fall or in the... I think in the fall. I think in the fall. It comes on the FX network. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So actually, it'll be FX. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, wow. I don't, I don't even have cable. I got to go to somebody's house <laughs> <laughs> to watch it. You have to leave your uh, rent-stabilized apartment oh, and yeah. tunnel I... <laughs> under out of your building so that the landlord doesn't find out oh, you're leaving. please. Yeah, I thought that, yeah. And um, I wanted to play the Betty Davis role. You know, I would have been great. Like, eh, Get it. I can't do it now. My voice is shot. But, but, but no, Susan Sarandon and, and Jessica Lange is great. That's a great thing. It's wow. been all over the internet, too. Everyone's talking about it. So well, That's exciting. Because yeah. every queen knows about the Right. I mean, every. Yeah. I feel like for myself, it's like it was part of gay studies, informal gay, sort of like, uh, what was it? Just sort of street gay studies would be yeah. like Betty Davis and I know. Joan Crawford. Today we're going to talk about the, <laughs> the rivalry of Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Yes, can I go to the bathroom? I'm afraid not. Now let's turn to page 10. I know, right? You know, teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to be great. I, I I can't wait till that's done. That's Yeah. That's going to be a great break for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what else? <laughs> what When you were – so when, I want to go back a little further. Though. When you were growing up, when did you know you were gay? Oh. I don't. I don't remember when I officially came. I didn't come out until I moved out of home. When I moved out of home, and I officially and where, came out. Where did you grow up? In in Ozone Park, Queens. In Ozone yeah. Park, Queens. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's no wow. place for a gay guy to be. That's for sure. Right. It's no place for a straight guy to be. <laughs> it's a hellhole. I mean, you know, it's all right, but Ozone Park is like, yeah, yeah. really rough. Yeah, it's it, it was kind of, yeah, yeah. It's 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 there. It's still it's, there. It's My, where vinyl siding and bulletproof glass came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's where I grew up, and I moved out of home when I was twenty-one. And then I came out. Huh, so, and you moved to the city yeah. at twenty-one. And so, did did you? I mean, I guess in those days too, it was no, it was not safe to be that. But did you have feelings and think like? Oh yeah, that guy, yeah. you know, crushes. Oh, oh or yeah, definitely, definitely. When I left home, I can officially, you know, you know, put time into it. <laughs> <laughs> put the feet to your prayers. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. I had my own house. I could bring somebody home whenever. I, you know, mm. you know. When I, I don't, I rarely did. I was always went to their houses. I don't. My house was always a mess. So yeah. I'm like, God, I have to vacuum first. Wait out here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and then I go out and he's gone. But you know, so clean for nothing. But that's how I came out. And yes, I remember as a kid having feelings, but not really knowing what the hell it was. You know, I didn't. I I was afraid of it, as we all were. Probably. Right, right, yeah. right. And then you came to New York, and you just you knew it was happening here. Yeah, you know, I had friends, and they were all gay, and I'm like, oh brother. And then how did you meet? Did you was this through school or through work, or what did you did meet, you meet who what gay people like? Oh, um. Because in those days, it wasn't. There was no grinder. There was no, no there was uh, internet. No. You had to go to a place yeah, I went or to send a high frequency signal or yeah. have a, a handkerchief out of your pocket. Well, back then, I remember you always met people in the street. You always cruise each other right. in the street. That kind of thing happened a lot. Plus, I went to Marie's Crisis, oh, the, the right. musical comedy bar in Grove Street. I I went there one time. And I met so many friends. I met. I just instantly became friends. Well, how did you know Marie's Crisis? I mean, did everyone just? I don't know. know. I have no idea. Did you just receive a subliminal signal? Was there a beacon like a pink? I think I started doing comedy. Batmobile sign. Maybe I started doing comedy, and I walked past it, and I heard everybody singing, and then I went in and, and just made friends. I started going every Friday. So you did hear the high-frequency single. You yeah, were, I did. They were people were singing They were show singing tunes. show tunes, you know, and, and the piano. And, uh, yeah, that's how I got in. I, well, that's how I went in. And, and then I made lots of friends there. A lot of friends. Instantly made friends. Yeah. Instantly. That's, that's the group I hung out. We, we always went to go see plays on Broadway every Sunday or something or other. A little brunch group. Um, yeah, there, there was no grinder, none of that stuff. Right, you had to do it like manually. Oh. You had to use like a hand crank. Yeah, yeah, hand crank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clarabelle, oh Clarabelle, can you get me a hot man, please? Like, you know, you dial the operator on that little crank phone or something. <laughs> well, I remember in the '80s they came out with the personal lads. Um, right. Yeah, you know, straight it was, white it was, male. Right, right. GWM. Yeah, gay white male. GAM, and, gay Asian male. And that's how we got funny gay males. We got a, we, a parody from the right. Remember the New York Native magazine? Right. They used to have the uh, the um, uh, the uh, personal ads in the back. I remember someone some some 
millennials going when they saw what personal ads look like they were because there was like an arc i was actually up in in uh, toronto and there was all these his, history of the body politic which was their version of like the village voice but like a whole gay radical paper and they were looking at personal ads and, and the, the millennials were like oh my god it's like grinder but printed oh yes because yes. you just saw people's profiles like yeah. you know, gay white male gay age, white male yeah Sikhs, and it was like greek active greek passive yeah, greek french active, active french oh, yeah. it was like all these different nationalities. i love all these foods <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i'm active eating greek and french food so i know greek active french remember active? greek active oh you're bilingual let's go right, home right. Like, like yeah well yeah. i could brush up on my spanish yeah. <laughs> it was all these weird yeah. You know, all these expressions, yes. W as water sport. I mean, oh, that's right, water right? sports. Yeah, that's right. That's crazy, right. Crazy, crazy. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't have the app for Grinder. You know, I'm old. I thought Grinder was a speed on the blender. What the hell do I know this crap? People, you know, go on Grinder. I'm like, I don't have a blender. <laughs> but I don't, I don't do the app stuff. There's, you know, I don't have it on my phone. Do you, do you, are you like a a a, a non smartphone user? Do you have like a flip phone or just tech? I, I have or? an iPhone, but you I have an iPhone, but you just yeah. don't use your apps. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, use internet stuff. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm, I don't know why I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not interested really in in um. But in I te- I did text you, so you got my te- yeah. obviously we've we communicated by text. By text, yeah. But I mean, all the apps they have for all this crap. I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. Right. It's sort of like having a rocket ship, but all you do is go up and down. You don't use any hovering. No, or any, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's simple. It's just like two slices of bread and like some meat. That's yeah, it. Yeah. No other. Yeah. Like, no other like kale. No, that kale stuff. Yeah. So I, I, my phone's got lots of spaces on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna run out of data. Yeah. I don't even have what do you call it? That uh, uh, grind, not grinder. The car thing. You know, you call it, uh, car when you want. Oh, Uber. Uber. That's it. I couldn't think of the name <laughs> the of it. The car thing. The car thing. What the hell? Is so it what called? do you do? Do you like throw your hand up and get a taxi? Yeah, taxi. Remember, <laughs> you know, remember the uh, taxi. <laughs> Nobody hears me, you know. Or I'll take the subway, you know. Oh right, yeah. right. Once in a while, I'll take a cab, but I'll take the train. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the Uber app. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but there's it's it, there is a you know. Do you have a unicycle? You're not a hipster though. You're not a. I'm not a hipster. I don't have a unicycle. Hipsters, you have unicycles, or they ride their llama. Or yeah, something. the llama. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I I have a bike, but I don't ride that. I I ride it for exercise sometimes, but I I won't take it to any place, clubs or anything. I'm not going to chain it up. Right. Steal it, right. You know? No, I, I have. I've had three bikes now. I always say you don't really own it in New York City. You don't own a bike. You just, you just have possession of it for a while until it returns to the universe. Yeah, that's true. Because it's just no matter what, I lock my bikes up with. Eventually, they're like, oh, so. I mean, it's not even nice bikes, but you know. Yeah, that's amazing. How? Yeah, I. I, I nobody takes the city bikes. How can they don't steal yeah. those? Yeah. Well, those are. Well, those are kind of obvious too. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? You can't walk that into your apartment. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, it's just I made it look like it. It's 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 my own. I know. I, I bought one. It. I painted it this way. Yeah. I painted it. <laughs> I added these little blinkers and this branding on yeah. it too. <laughs> they should have training wheels on them for kids. There's a whole bunch of city bikes outside here. Oh yeah, well that's that's a concierge stop. So they just pile up like a hundred and fifty oh, of that them. Is. And they have like those guys. The concierge is just concierge. It sounds so like, pretentious, but yeah. Because there's just there's so many people that want the bike at a certain time, you just have a million of them corralled. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, that way you. I don't use them, of course, uh, but you know, but I walk a lot. I'm a walker. Yeah, I I use them. They're great because especially if you're going to clubs, a lot of them are not on a subway line. Yeah. If you're trying to get from spot oh, to spot, you can I see go what you're like saying. East Village, West Village quickly or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. faster than trying to find oh. a subway. Oh, I'll, I'll try it one day, but yeah. not now. <laughs> <laughs> He's still working on swiping. You didn't know you could swipe on your phone, right? Oh yeah, swipe. Yeah, I'm, I'm all swiping. You to steal something, you know? Right. Oh, it's yeah, true. Yeah. Swipe. Did you swipe it? No, I paid for it. Think how you think I am? <laughs> yeah. And um, or you got to come down to the duplex. You got to come yeah. down to the duplex. Well, I know where the duplex is now. Yeah, I mean, I've, I host a comedy show there on Wednesday now. You know, on Wednesdays. Suddenly stand up. Yeah. Oh. I'm the host now. Yeah. Oh shit! I gotta come with you. Oh, you must. You must come down every Wednesday from seven to nine for free. Everybody, it's free. Come down. Join the, the show. Duplex is on Seventh Avenue, Christopher Street. Yeah. Every Wednesday of seven to nine is is uh, suddenly stand up. I host. Last week Michael Brill hosts. Sometimes he still hosts. And this week Poppy Kramer, who found oh. it, will host. But I'll go back to hosting next week. Oh. Next okay. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I'll come on down. Oh yeah, come. Oh, it's packed. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've heard. I just never. I've never. Yeah. I can't come down. I can't believe it. There's all sorts of comics: transgendered, straight, gay. Nobody cares anymore. Right. Well, that's the other. That's, yeah. that's the other thing that's changed. Yes, I it think has. it's like straight people. Like I do shows. Straight guys want to come do my 
if I'm doing a, sh- a gay show at like uh, anywhere, I mean, in a gay in a gay bar or a gay club or something, they don't care. They just want to get staged. It's a different kind of mentality. I mean, yeah. most of my shows are on the road. I mean, you've done yeah. some of those, my rural shows. You're like, yeah. wow, we are in the middle of nowhere. This I is like. It. I love your shows on the road. I like so. where we went. I like the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Well, it's fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. And I think just for myself as a comic, it's made me stronger that you can't lean on a, your rainbow crutch either. I mean, there's other challenges with doing gay rooms that are like, bitch. Yeah. You know, they're very like, oh, please. Yeah. Like, bitch, yeah. please. You really yeah. got to bring it in a different way for them. Yeah. Okay. But when you're on the road. Yeah. You know, there's always a little, you have to sort of in the back of your head, like, okay, I gotta be funny. I just don't want to get shot. Is, yeah. it, is this place safe? Is yeah. it okay to be here? And then you have to like sort of bust that heterosexual rural cherry and then you're fine. Yeah. I, I did well at your last oh, show. Oh, you did great. You know, whatever the hell it was. And it was a lot of straight people in the audience. All straight. Well, there's like, uh, there's always clusters. There's always gay people up that come to the shows okay, up there. Good. But, but they're, you know, they're mostly straight and some of them are very conservative. Some of them are driving, you know, all-terrain vehicles and they have their yeah they're carrying you know whatever heat weaponry (laughs) weaponry (laughs) i had had a show actually it was with kevin meany in northeast pennsylvania and some guy he made some like some some joke about you know just pretend he does these little gun zinger things with his fingers and some's like hey you better watch it you know someone might uh he's like you know it's it's like you don't pull squeeze don't pull someone in the audience like in the back you couldn't see who it was just was was threatening him because he was you know pull the trigger he's like you don't pull the trigger you squeeze it and then the audience sort of stopped and they were like what you want to call it he said you know you would watch your back when you're in the parking lot you know someone might come you know. and he was using his hand yeah he wasn't threatening it. he was just being silly <laughs> but some guy I don't know if he's drunk or what but where everyone in the room just comes to a screeching halt and yeah. it was like but it was great because he's like yeah, someone will come up behind you and fuck you up and Kevin's like I'm sorry so someone's gonna come up behind me and fuck me. he's like how do you know i won't like that <laughs> yes kevin mean audience fucking lost oh, it yes, yes. but kevin did not come out at that show because it was he was it was one of those like yeah. Yeah. scary rooms yeah. but yeah. he brought it i was like wow because that 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 killed the that killed the sniper that killed the, the heckler but yeah. you know yeah. have you ever had a situation where you i guess because you're doing a circuit it's like it's different people are coming to it says funny gay males yeah, well. you're not yeah. going to see a comedy show and there's suddenly a gay yeah. comic i have to say i've never i, I really get hecklers i'm glad i really do Rarely. Yeah, but your energy too is so huge it's it kind of like no yeah. you're too fast people don't have time because some people are more conversational yeah. and laid back and like i do a lot of one-liners and occasionally i'll do a and i'll do a joke and someone will go eh and i go right into the next joke i don't even feed right. into it i you know right I, I did that a few times and um so I am quick that way. So I, even when I host a duplex, I don't go out in the audience like, where are you from? What do you do for a living? I don't. Shut up, everybody. It's showtime. <laughs> Shut up. Sit down. Get your drink. Shut up. And I start my act. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to anybody. I don't want you in my, it's my show. You're not in it. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and you know, so. Um, but I guess your energy too. You're likable, but aggressive. Like I don't, I, there's just, you, you, there's too much of you on stage. It, it's filling, you know, sometimes there's, some people just are kind of like, much more laid back, you know, heck, you're like heckle proof. I don't know how someone could, because there's just, you're like, bam, bam, yeah, bam, I am, bam, bam, you, bam. Rich, bam, yeah, yeah, I'm like a gun, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're yeah. like a gay R, you're a gay R15. Gay R15. Right, right. Um, yeah, I like one liner jokes. I just absolutely love Well, even just one-liners. the thing you did about, like, it's, yeah, it's, you're so old, you haven't had sex in so long. I mean, how's that? Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm 60. I said, you know, you get old, you don't have sex anymore. I said, last time I was coming was around the mountain. <laughs> that was it. You know. And um, and then what was the other one? Somebody said, that's not true. I heard you shot I'm coming the other day in your apartment. I said, that's because somebody rang my doorbell. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> right. right. I, I, I love one-liner stuff. They're hard to write. They're hard right. to no, write. No, no. That's, that, that, but that's, that's like the true... To me, that's the hardest challenge of a joke. It's like the shortest distance between setup and punch. The tighter that is, like one-liners are yeah. like, you know, they're underrated because people are like, oh, he's just doing shit. I'm like, no, that's a fucking powerful oh, joke. Yeah, it is. That's a great. To get it to happen. Know, absolutely. And, and people love one-liners. They don't know I'm going to do that when I go out there. And um, they either love you or they hate you. They're right. like, eh, this joke's stupid, stupid joke, corny. Right. But, but I usually do well with them. And... Um, my, my heroes were like Phyllis Diller and Henny Youngman and Rodney Dangerfield. The three right. of them were all one-liner comics. Right, right. God, I loved them as all a kid. All one-liners, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I thought, what an art that is. Just to, you know, to, you know Phyllis right. Diller's 
one-liner jokes. Oh, she was great. Yeah, yeah, and, and she also had the challenge of like you know, in those days, you couldn't be a powerful woman with a voice and be pretty. Yeah, you had to. She had to do that kind of dump, dump, yeah. you know, freak herself, yeah. make her look all gross. God, it worked so well. It worked. God, it worked. So funny. But like, there's a thing about. I mean, I don't know. Do you? Maybe this is. Well, I don't know. You're. I find like if I'm booking a gay show, female com. It's easier for female comics to quickly win over a gay room than gay men. And I yes. don't know if there's like a competitive thing. Or I don't know. I don't think. I, a lot of gay comics I know, male comics, always say, I do great in the straight rooms. I don't do great in the gay rooms. Right. And it's like, God, to me, it was always the other way around. I always did well in the gay rooms and not too well in the straight rooms. But right. now it's changed. Now I do great in straight clubs. Right. Because I just go out and start my jokes, start hitting them with the one liners. I don't care. You know, and I get them. I get them. But. Right. Right. Gay men are hard to make laugh. If you're, you know, you got to be. You gotta be good, right? We, right. We have a very high standard. Well, there's a high there. standard, and I think there's there's just something about. I don't want to say. I don't know if it's gay men and their self-loathing. Fucking, I'm not gonna laugh at another gay man. Comp- yeah. Competitive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's something psychologically. I mean, I do fine, but but you know that there's a thing going on. There's also some sexual tension. Like I, you know, if I'm watching a woman, I'm not checking her out. I'm just like, I can't wait to laugh, yay! Yeah, but yeah. like, there's a little like, mm, check this girl, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. There's yeah. a little, I don't know. Yeah, um, gay men are hard to make laugh. They, they, they are. They're, 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 bitch, please. You know, that's not funny. Like you said before, they right. just are. They just are. Very but demanding. There's very that. demanding. But when we did funny gay males, we 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 did very well with that and all. And um and um, you know, I do well with it now. I I like the gay rooms. I I love them. Right. And um. I'm honored I can make gay men laugh. I am because they're not easy to make laugh. Right, right. Not, you know, right. And, um, you and know. it's and it's weird. I think like there's a certain jaded quality for me. I mean, I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm like you know, my day when I was a kid, you couldn't even be gay and they kill you. And now you can be gay and you won't fucking laugh. At, you know, there's like yeah. we don't appreciate like the strides we've made. Like you guys <laughs> were pioneers to do what you do, and now people are like, oh please, yeah, we need more gay comics. Yeah, you, know, like, yeah. you know how hard it is to be a gay. Co- it's still hard to be a gay comic sure in this in the comedy industry. It is because they don't. They, there's no gay comedy specials on television on Comedy right. Central. There's not. Right. You know, Bob Smith got on the Tonight Show, and I I, I I'm convinced that all right, we got one gay guy, and that's it. No more. Right. We hit the quota. Uh, that's, that's enough. It. That's enough. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sure that's happened because he was never asked back. He should have been asked back, you know? And, right. And he never was. But he's friendly with Jay Leno. Jay Leno's a sweet man. Right. Nothing to do with Jay Leno. It's just the industry is so... It's, right. It's still that way. Right. It's I mean, a straight man's world. It's a straight comedy. man's world. I mean, Ellen exploded, but it's, yeah. I don't know if it's easier for women in, in that sense for a lesbian... A lesbian less... I mean, this is, this is all speculation but is it are lesbians less threatening to the male patriarchal sort of yeah boys club yeah. of well there's always you know the straight men always love to have two women right, right. You know, at some point there might be yeah. you know if this lesbian doesn't do it at least she might bring others for me to, you know yeah. i don't know what in the back of their head is going either. on neither do i who the hell wants to know <laughs> i don't know but you don't get like there isn't i don't know i had i had one club guy i, I auditioned for and he was like you know you're funny. I wasn't expecting that thing with an older partner, but uh, you're good. So, uh, you know, but people say they're okay with the gay thing, but they're not. They're not. Yeah. When they they're say not. that, you know, they're not. You know, they're not. They're not. But, uh, so uh, I'm going to pass you. But just stay off the gay stuff. Oh, I, I, I would have. Oh, on the way, like, you piece of shit. Who the hell said you're funny? This goddamn <laughs> club knocking chairs over. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, I, I, oh. <laughs> I would go crazy. I was like, what? Was was that a compliment? Did you just tell yeah. me like, Yeah. weird. I'm thinking, but this is like now. This is not yeah. in the 80s. This is today. Today, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, forget it. So you're like, wow, this is, this is the old boy's mentality. Yeah. It still exists. Still exists. I mean, I don't care. I'm just going to keep showing oh, up, me too. auditioning, yeah. working, whatever. Yeah. Me but too. Me too. I love doing the, the Wednesday night show there, and I love all the straight comics who come. Yeah. And they're very cool. And, um, oh, it's great. It's so great. I'm glad, at least in New York City, all that's changed. I think when you go on the road, it's probably still, you know, iffy. Right, could be iffy. Yeah, you know, but here in the city, it's great. It's great. 
Um, you know, so you got to come to the duplex. Oh, definitely. Wednesday night. Wednesday night, seven yeah. to ten. Seven to ten. Seven to nine. Seven to seven nine. Seven to nine. Okay, that's enough. Two hours is enough. Two hours is enough. <laughs> I don't want to make you that damn happy. Right. That's seventh uh, Seventh Avenue, Christopher. I sounded, look, I sounded really butch there. Seventh Avenue, twenty. Uh, seventh Avenue, Christopher Street. Yes, bitches. please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Dungeon Master. Let's go down. Uh, and this and, and Gay Pride's this Sunday. This yeah. Oh, bro, already. This has been a. This is well. This is we yeah. are one week after the Orlando massacre. Yeah, yeah. So. Which is you know in a way it made me think. I mean it's horrible. It's okay. It became much more complex though because first they were just labeling a, a terrorist act, and then it ends up this guy was born in New York. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it ends up that he's been on Grinder and Jacked and yeah. all these, and he's been to that gay club like see that's for almost why, three years. That's why I don't go on those things. Look what it does to you. <laughs> It's like, I can't get me a gay man. I'm going to grow I swear, it gets you very frustrated. Well, it makes me think, like, was he rejected by the gay community? Because he was, I don't know. Yeah, what? But then other people were saying that they interacted with him. He was just socially awkward. He would get really drunk and belligerent and had to take him out yeah. of the club. So yeah. it's a whole other, like, oh, great. So I mean, in my head, I'm like, great. So now they're going to label him as a gay terrorist and that gay people are all fucked up and going to, you know, no, he, yeah, he yeah. was, he had all this religious stuff with his dad. That's it. That's it. You know, yeah. and not, oh, come on. He was not, I don't know. To me, they're all saying, well, he's definitely, you know, an ISIS, you know, whatever correspondent. I'm here with ISIS today. <laughs> now, come on. What was, no, oh. this is somebody who's been hanging out at a gay bar yeah. and struggling with who he is. Yeah. He, he would, he would have been a member of the ISIS capades. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. If, well, I don't know. They had, there's a body fat requirement <laughs> to be an ISIS good oh, yeah. oh. Can you do a double pirouette? Whatever you do, like. Double, Thank yeah, you. We need you to do a double double penetration pirouette. Yeah, David, whatever the hell. I don't know what they call that damn thing. Yeah, clump. The only ice I ever do is in my cocktails. You know, that's you. clink, clink, clink. That's the only ice I like. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah. That. It's sad. But, you know, I, and I was wondering, though, I was saying to another friend, I said, I wonder if. I mean, not that the the Charleston shooting was based on race, and, and new you know Sandy Hook Newtown was uh, all children. Well, not all children, but like six adults, but just children. Like the racist shooting didn't get people to to stand up and fight, and shooting children didn't get people to you know shooting yeah. high school like is you know shooting a bunch of Latin people and people of color in a gay club is that gonna Will the gay community be the ones to finally stand up and do something about it? Well, we did, and they're going to they're gonna continue to fight. You know, you know what happened. You know, they they banned all the bills again, and they, they'll still continue to fight it. Um, so they so they had the vote last night, yeah. and then they all so didn't it didn't pass? No, it didn't pass. Nothing got. But passed, now we nothing. know who voted yes and who yeah. voted no. So now you know, we get past it. They go and shoot all their kids. That's it. Well, I was thinking, like, what would it take for them to to reconsider? Go like, and shoot all the senators and the congressmen's grandchildren in school. That'll do it. That'll do it. You That'll think so? It. I think so. Why not? These son of these fuckballs. These people suck. And you know, it's all about me, 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 me. And that's it. That's what will change it. Well, that's what will change it. Is it about money, 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 well, and yes. their and keeping their position? Because it's well, just yeah. Because it. it doesn't. It, it's not unre. I don't think it's unreasonable to say if you can't get on a plane because you could fly it into a building and kill people. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed to have yeah. a, a semi-automatic or any kind of weaponry. Like yeah. why? That doesn't seem too hard to, yeah. you know. I think they put a ban on water guns. They finally passed that. No fucking water guns. Right. You can't, in New yeah. York City, you can't have any kind of water guns that look like a gun. They have to look like flowers or like look a like. A lawn thing. You know, lawn right. Spirits. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. No, I'm seriously. Right. In New York, I know in New York, it's, you're not, they, don't, they can't sell any kind of toy guns actually, that look like a gun. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. That's true. Oh, I thought you were joking. So you can ban toy guns, but you can't ban actual. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Only so that way so that way cops don't shoot you accidentally with yeah. your water gun. Oh. We can yeah. shoot you when we're holding you down or we can you know <laughs> you can choke to death while we're holding you or have a you know, but that's different. You know, I mean this I don't know, when we had the there was a vigil on Christopher Street uh the day after Orlando and it was interesting that people it was packed with people and they were really su- support and you know, and Cuomo was very anti gun and all that. But the minute the police commissioner got up Totally booed. Oh, is that what's his name? The guy who has the Boston accent? That okay, one? Well, I guess because, you know, all the police brutality, people yeah. of color, yeah. trans, you know, there's all yeah. this other stuff happening with the cops against the LGBT, especially 
trans and people of color. And then also <laughs> even just like the guy in Staten Island who was like, yeah. stop, I can't breathe. You know, yeah, that uh, that gentleman, I forget, yeah, forget his name after a while. Right? I know. Oh, no, it's horrible. I learned all about other shootings here in the city. I didn't know a, a place called the Ramrod. <laughs> Remember, it was a club called the Ramrod. It was on West Street and Christopher Street. And there uh-huh. was a, um, um, a shooting there, I think in the late 70s, early 80s, I think. A guy yeah. went in and shot everybody and that was not covered in the paper. Uh-huh. It was, but... But, you know, quickly taken out. Why? Because it's because it's a gay club. Yeah, bunch back of then, leather, yeah. leather uh, deviants. I, I think they they caught the guy who did it too, and all that. But I, there was a lot of shootings. I didn't know that. You know, wow. I didn't know about the one in New Orleans. You heard about that? Oh one? yeah, I didn't and, know and, about be, that. and because because it would they think it was a gay on gay crime. Yes. They all laughed. People were ashamed to even like yes. the families disowned. They did. The people that were shot, they just left the bodies. Left the body there. It's like, oh my God, really? Oh my freaking God. So, yeah. I mean, we've come a long way. We have, we have, because that's not going to happen now, you know. And It's going to be on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook, and everyone's going to know about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Instagram, Facebook, yeah, Twitter, Twatter, all that crap. Yeah. Oh, God, all this stuff. Half a gram? No, what? Not half Instagram. a gram. Instagram, yeah. Half a gram. Oh, God. Candy gram. Candy gram. What the hell is the other one called? Chit chat? Oh, Snapchat. Snapchat. I love you. I feel like I'm talking. <laughs> I can't. I think like you're in your covered wagon talking to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like your phallus-shaped covered I, wagon. I send telexes still. You know, eat, <laughs> stop. Hi, are you coming out? Stop. stop. I'm waiting for you on 81st and West End. Stop. Stop. Versatile or top? Stop. <laughs> stop. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> Versatile or top? Yeah, I can sing and dance. Yeah, yeah. Party in play. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. Oh, my God. Oh, but learning about those other shootings, I didn't realize. We have come a long way because they were basically ignored in the papers. They didn't put a big thing on it, you know. Right. But now, you know, now it is. Now it is. Right. Now now everyone knows about it, and they're not going to do anything <laughs> But a lot of people are pissed about it, though. I mean, what, a 90% of the population want gun control, and these bastards just, no, you're not going to get it. You're right. not going to get it. And it's it's so, it, to me now, it seems, it seems more obvious that there's NRA has these politicians in their pocket. It's not like we're yeah. even saying, I mean, my, I, members of my family have, have, have uh, you know, guns. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going there with my family. But, sure, you have a right to have a pistol or something, but why would people be allowed to buy uh, yeah, like I, a, a machine yeah. whatever there's all these technical terms well it's not really a, an, an yeah. automatic weapon i mean i don't care anything that can then shoot rounds and yeah. kill 50 people or injure 100 people in like a minute uh, who can, needs that yeah, you can have an automatic the, weapon but they're going to try to ban automatic washers you know right. no no automatic <laughs> right, washing right, machine right. no Hey, <laughs> back to the ringer washing machine right and that scrub board yeah, um, and you can also sexually assault people, but only get six months. It's fine. It's totally fine. That yeah, that, yeah, that uh, yeah. Brock Turner, which is another thing, that's ridiculous. Like there's all this weird. I mean, that's not that anything to do with the NRA, but there's a certain why. Uh, why this, is this violence not? Yeah. Punishable. Government of ours needs a big overhaul because it's a mess. It's corrupt as can be, as you know that. Not to get off the subject of what we were talking yeah, about, no. but it is. It is. It's it's totally bought off, and they're not out to save it. They're not to work for us at all. Right. These people. So I wonder when the revolution's going to happen. When is it going to happen? Right. It's happening now, but it's happening in a different way. You know. And, right. I mean, I think people know. I mean, after this last election cycle, it's like Democrat or Republican. There's there's money in everyone's pockets. Yeah. That's manipulating everything. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, the media. Oh, my God. The media called Hillary Clinton before. She, they called it before the election. Before, you know, it wasn't even like people voted in the California. The but can you guys be a little more obvious who you're rooting for? I, mean, it's just, I felt so manipulated. <laughs> like, yes. what was the point? Why are we having this election if you guys are just calling shit? Yeah. I was thinking of voting for Eleanor Roosevelt because <laughs> I, I always liked her and I never got to vote for her. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to put that Bring in. Bring back the oldies. Yeah. Classic. I want Eleanor in. You know, thank you. My, oh, I went to visit their house. You know, they have a house up in Hyde Park. They have the, the Roosevelt oh, house. Oh, right, it's right. great. Oh, my parents took me there as a kid. You know, we, a family outing or Back whatever. Back when the Roosevelts were alive. Well, actually, they were dead, <laughs> but, you know, but they were invited to come by. Eleanor and Frank, they're actually buried on the premises, too. Oh, they are? Yeah, but it's a huge piece of property. But yeah. 
up there. Oh, the the Roosevelt House. Oh, it's beautiful up in Hyde Park. It's it's a museum now where they lived. Oh, it's great. Yeah, right off yeah. the Hudson River. Oh, they it were is. probably one of the first houses with electricity and like was probably. it Victorian? Like uh, like a late Victorian? Oh, no, no, it's like a, it's a it's like yeah. a log cabin. It's a big old fashioned you know town. Like a log cabin mansion. Yeah, it's a log cabin mansion. Yeah, it's very home and homey in there. You know, it's not like you know the Vanderbilt mansions down the block. That's all. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. gothic stuff and the tea serving like crap. But the, the Roosevelts were down to earth. You know. You know, they had a lovely house, but it wasn't, you know, you know. Ooh. They were they were rubber barons, but they were totally accessible. Totally accessible, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, I'm bringing for my rap. Hey, it's in the closet. Go get it. You know, it's that kind of a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was thinking of he, he 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 ran for four years. I mean, for deck for uh, Franklin Roosevelt. He had four terms. Wow. He died in his fourth term. I always thought it was three terms. He actually was elected four times. Really? Is that when they came up with the? Uh... That's when they came up. You can only do it two times, and that's it. Right. Because so many people hated Franklin Roosevelt. It's amazing. That, you know, the you know they hated him too. I don't know who the hell hated him, but yeah, he was four term president. Wow. He died, he died in his fourth term. Wow. Isn't it? Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I didn't even. I... Well, you know, the man was very well liked. I'm Asian. I'm good at math, not history. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm not good at either one of them. But, but I know I know he started Social Security. Yeah, um, yeah. Franklin Roosevelt, which is a great thing. A great right, thing. Right, And, and you know, to try to stop that is ridiculous. But, but um, oh, I love my Social Security. <laughs> You'll yeah. get yours too one day. <laughs> I'm getting up there. It's coming in now. You're, you're, are you receiving it? No. Yeah. I'm receiving it as we speak. It's <laughs> I'm receiving it now as we speak. i got to deposit my check. Yeah. You know. I'm using a Ouija board and Roosevelt's handing it to you through the Ouija board. Oh, through the Ouija board. Yes. Right. My Ouija board. I have a gay Ouija board, you know. I, it, you know, if you ask it a question, it either says no or yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have a gay Ouija board. I had gay toys when I was a kid. You know, I had an easy bake oven. It came with a broiler. Mine did. Yeah. Oh, I had old gay toys as a kid. I, my favorite toy was a top, of course. Uh, <laughs> does anybody know what a top is anymore? They don't make tops anymore, do they? Oh, uh, well, I was thinking, oh. I'm, I was already thinking, I know what a top is. Yeah. They're hard to find in New York, <laughs> yeah, but you I know. can get them. I know you can wind a lot to then go, I know people would go, what the hell is what that? Is you a know, top? A top, get that crap out of here. I, I want my, a I, dominant top, not a, not one of those yeah, toys. That's not the top I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, oh gosh, yes. And everything's gay at, 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 uh, at uh, what do you call it? It's Pride Week. Yeah, everything's gay, 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 gay. Everyone's gay. Oh, why the hell not? Cut down on the population. Right, it's built in. It's natural population control. Yeah, it is. Well, so there's some there's some researchers that, that well they theorize that the gay variation is part of keeping the population keeping the the species from overpopulating or what. Yeah, you know. How does this planet put up with what, seven billion of us on this lousy planet? Right, right. I shouldn't say this lousy planet. There's lousy seven billion people on this beautiful planet. <laughs> No wonder, I mean, no, you know, that's why this planet has earthquakes. Get the hell off me. Get off me. How many people are there? Two billion. No. Get off me. I would be like earthquake motherfucker. God, son of a bitch. Oh, I heard, oh. I heard a noise. Oh. oh, that was the clock on the. Oh, it's a clock telling the time. What time is it? This is nice, Rich. I like your little podcast office and what you have here. This well, this is David. This is actually my husband's. Your husband's. Okay. Little office and this is just me just squatting you. the missus oh well you're squatting in his office right <laughs> <laughs> i'm just the first lady of this company i'm not i don't do anything other than the, wave my hand use the, the use jackie the uh-oh of the office jack jackie uh-oh yeah <laughs> i mean they, they named the reservoir after her the reservoir in the central park jackie onassis reservoir. Oh, they did. yeah i didn't know I don't know. I had a joke about it, and I don't remember the joke, so forget it. Oh. <laughs> I set myself <laughs> I set up, yourself for, a up for the joke. You, you have a joke for it? Back into the left? No. <laughs> Jackie O, right? The reservoir is back to the left. Oh, oh that's, dark. <laughs> that's dark. That's dark. Oh, it's good. Come on. You can laugh at anything. You know. Right. Well, if you don't, you got to laugh. I think like we yeah. actually did our first ISIS slash Orlando joke there, so that's good. I mean, I don't know. To me, I think I, I don't know. Do you feel like you have a mission with your comedy? Because for me, I think if you don't laugh at it, it destroys us. I mean, it, yeah. Because just being an openly gay comic, that's a it's a um, revolution. Yeah, well, I don't think I have any mission. I just like to perform, and um, I don't. Um, but I mean, what you guys were doing, even if you didn't have you, you, know, you had an accidental mission. You were you were creating yeah. visibility yeah. for the gay community yeah. in a humorous way. Back when there was a, lo- I mean, that's that's back when there was a lot of 
violence. Yeah, I mean, was. there still is, but that yeah. was like a much more volatile time. Yeah, it was. And I, when, we, when we went on the road, it was mostly straight people who came to the shows. Really? We got a lot of gay people come, but mo- a lot of straight people came when we went to Boston and, and uh, Baltimore and all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We had tons of straight people coming and tons of them because we got so much publicity in the papers and they were all right. like, you know, it was, you know, cliche. It'd be, it was cool to be gay and all that crap, but we, we had a lot of straight people come and it was good. And, um, and I think, yeah, yeah, I miss those days. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I miss going up to Provincetown every summer. I always had a lot of fun up there. Right. I miss it so much, you know? Would you guys be like at the, whatever, the anchor, we were, Crown we, and Anchor we or the, in the we were town at the place, hall? We were or? at the place called the Post Office Cafe. Oh, Post Office Cafe. Yeah, okay. We, we were there yeah, yeah. for four summers, and then we took off a while, then we went back to the Crown and Anchor. We did there a, a couple more times, so... And now we haven't been back there since. Probably, yeah. probably not going to go back, you know. Yeah. Well, it's different that. there now, too. It is. It's, like, really expensive. It's a different thing. Oh, it is. As an artist, it's yeah. like... And comedy is not the big thing in Provincetown, I don't think. Stand-up comedy. It's mostly... The, you know, the drag acts are great up there, but comedy is kind of, like, died out up there. Yeah. It was hot yeah. when it was hot, but now it's kind of like, you know... Well, Kay Clinton holds ground up there. She does very well up there. Right. She's, she's you know, she's she's... Perfect for up there. She does very well up there. But um, it seems like comedy's kind of died out. Right. And, right. Yeah. And I know there are comics that have been up there, too. They're like, it's different. It's it's it's, it's rough now. It's rough. It's expensive yes. in a way that you couldn't just sort yeah. of be there. And we were lucky. The woman we worked for put us up for free in our house as long as we filled up her room, our club, and we filled it up every night. So we, everybody made money. Everybody was happy. But she owned a lot of houses up there, and she let us stay in one of the houses for free. Okay. It was very helpful because now it's not that way anymore. Right. Now it's, it's forget it. Forget yeah. it. It's like Why a, bother? It's like putting a down payment to stay there for the summer. Yeah, yeah. it is. And then, you know, your money goes in the... You don't get any money. Yeah, you perform it, it goes back to pay for the rent. Yeah. It's like, what was like, it? Yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we got gentrified out of our own our gay own, venues. Yeah, we absolutely did. Well, I feel like Leona Hell's going to go up there. Who the hell put you in this goddamn house? Oh. I miss Leona Helmsley. She was, yeah. I no one knows who she is anymore. I, I did a, jo- I did a joke about her on stage, and it was a cricket. Me beep, me beep. Who the hell's Leona Helmsley? Oh, fuck. no one knows who the hell she is. I mean, you know, that push she had on. Oh, right, man. right. Well, she already kicked all the people out of the city that knew who she was. That's so true. Everyone is left. That's true. She's still wretched now. You know, you know, her, she's in a mausoleum. The mausoleum has a doorman. The woman's loaded. <laughs> Didn't she leave like billions to her dog? Yeah, trouble. Remember her dog What's named her, Trouble? Who's taking care of the dog? Well, the dog died. Oh, it did. Yeah, the dog died. So and now the, what? I don't know where that money go. So they cloned the dog, or they cloned her? Know. Like what happened to all the? Because all the money was left to the dog, right? Yeah, she left twelve million dollars to, to care for that dog, and she left it in, in, in the care of one of her employees, who said, "I'll take it." Oh my but, god! You know, I don't know what happened when the dog died, where the money went. But I thought the dog should have gone on. You know. What do you call that? Season Milan show, the dog whisperer, because only he can talk. <laughs> he can to a talk dog. to a dog he and find talk, out. Yeah, right, he can ask where the money's going. You know, but you know, he. I think the dog did go on the Season Milan show because Season Milan told the dog, "You're going to have to write out a will. You know, when you die, you're going to have to write out a will. And who else can write out a will for a dog but Season Milan?" So you know, I think I think Season Milan's like trouble. That miserable dog. Like, Sit down. Stop that. Now, trouble. You have twelve million dollars, and you have to have a will. Who should get this money when you die? <laughs> me? Oh, trouble. You are such a nice dog. <laughs> right. But Leona right. come back from the grave. You're not getting a dime of mine, my Harry. Oh, Leona Holmes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, oh, boy. Funny God. as hell. But no one knows who she is anymore. These, right. these young kids, they don't know who the mean people were anymore. What? Now, now we all just know Trump. Trump is the new Leona. Yeah, he's the, he is the new Leona. I think she was much more successful than Trump, though. Oh, yeah. She was much he's, more successful. I, I, I have a feeling that he is all... He's like he's like an AOL billionaire. Like we always say, are those real inches or AOL inches? Yeah. When yeah. someone says I got twelve inches, like and then you show up, and you're like, that's yeah. uh, six. I heard Caitlyn Jenner went to the bathroom in his Trump Tower. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he said that's this is the thing that's weird about Trump too. It's like he's he's kind of all over the place. He's like he's obviously anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, and uh, but then you know, then and then still marriage is still between a man and a woman. But if Caitlyn Jenner wants to use well, he said Caitlyn Jenner can use whatever restroom he wants. She wants. Well, you know, he said he yeah. wants. She wants. She wants. In, wants yeah. in in <laughs> Trump Tower. So Trump. it's like it's completely confusing to the oh. to the. 
conservatives because they're like, well, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait, good, no, you should be, wow. sh- you should be hanging trans people or oh, burning she, them at the stake. She went in the tower. She took a drump. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. <laughs> oh, I heard, well, I heard she clogged the toilet, so I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be on the next Kardashian show. Oh you know, God, Caitlyn and her plunger. That's the only thing I, I feel bad. It's like I'm excited for the trans community to have visibility because no one ever knew LGBT. No one knew what the T was. Yeah. But why did it have to be a Kardashian at the yeah. top of the heap? Yeah. Like, come on. I heard she's going to join the 1-800-CARS-FOR-KARDASHIANS. No, Kardashians for kids. Is that what it is? <laughs> you know that stupid commercial? Those damn yeah. kids. You know what's going to happen with those kids? They're going to grow up and somebody's going somebody's gonna to recognize them at an audition. Like, I saw you someplace. I, I was one of the Cars you know, for Kids commercial. Oh, yeah. I'm like, get out. Get out. Cars for Kardashians. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, that's annoying commercial, those Cars for Kids. One, eight, seven, seven, Cars for Kids. And they also take like motorcycles and RVs. What the fuck, kid? What kid needs a freaking RV? What the hell? Get no, out of here. they sell the shit and give the money I know. to kids. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you an RV. We can join when you get out of here. You really, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, brother. Well, Danny McWilliams. Oh, I was so excited. to. I was so glad to have you here today. Thank you. One I of the pi- I consider you one of the pioneers of the oh. gay movement in comedy. Oh, thank you. You know, when you're a pioneer, it's a nice thing to be called a pioneer. You know, you're usually the one who starts it. You're always broke. You never have any money. You know, those <laughs> who go on after you are the ones that make the money. You're right. a pioneer one. Oh, she's living in a cabin in the Upper West Side, the poor thing. Right in those <laughs> you're, time in a re- you're in a rent-stabilized cabin, one of the first well, settlements. I, well, right? I do have a blessing. Yeah, I do have a rent-stabilized cabin. You're right. Right, With right. a miserable landlord. <laughs> right, right. You're right. So I do have the blessings. No, I like being a called a pioneer. It's... it's we used to come to the duplex in our little pioneer wagon and the horses, you know? Come covered, on, kids. Covered rainbow wagon. You had to go past all the heterosexual Get camps. Get yeah, horse. We're late for the show. Come on. <laughs> clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah. <laughs> I hear there's tops down there. And, you know, we were pioneers, and there were pioneers before us. There were other gay comics who performed before we did Funny Game House. Um, a lot of people, like Leah Delaria did. And, and oh, right. A lot, of, a lot of people. They're not known. I don't forget their names. Um... A guy named Michael, I forget his last name now. Oh my gosh, how horrible. But, you know, they've been pioneers oh. around for a long right. time. And I can't remember their names. How awful, brother. I right. should just make them up, right? Or Mark, what's his name? Mark. Mike Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, well, uh, you know. You know, Frank you, Frank Maya. Uh, oh, Frank Maya. Frank right? Maya. Was yeah. he before or after? He was. He's a little after too. He was before Funny Gay Males. I was think he? Frank Maya. Yeah, he was popular in the '80s before we did Funny uh, Gay Males, and then okay. you know he left us, of course, you know, and all, and um, you know you're getting old when you can't remember people's names. It's always <laughs> names of actors is the first thing that goes. You know, I I always did a routine about. Oh, oh, Abe Lincoln. He was the first gay comic. Oh, Abe Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we had a lot of writers. Yeah, no, it's always it's always the act, names of actors that goes when you're when you go, oh that's the first thing you forget when you right you know because right. I had a, a routine about I I tell the audience I just watched The Wizard of Oz what a great movie and the one who played Dorothy oh what the hell's her name <laughs> oh what the hell's Joan Garfield what's her name what the hell's her name Judy Garland. Judy Garland oh God I couldn't think of her name and I love her daughter Lucy Arnaz fantastic I'll tell you Lucy Arnaz <laughs> Lucy Arnaz. I always, I always love doing Lucy. I, I got to take it to see Lucy's play. There's a play about Lucille Ball. It's oh. called I Loved Lucy. I loved. Yeah, Lucy. I loved her. You know, um, uh, a guy wrote a book. I have the book at home. He became friends with Lucy in the last couple of years of her life, and he played backgammon oh. with her. And you really, know, and you know, he said, you know, she always had me over her house for dinner, for lunch. She, she played hours of backgammon. She liked to play backgammon. So he wrote a play about it. Oh. And I, oh. I, I want, I wanted to play Lucille Ball. I definitely, because I can do the voice. My husband, Desi, and I got married. I got to do that real voice, yeah. You don't even need a camel. Gary, get me another cigarette. Where are my children? You know, I get my voice <laughs> low, low, but I, I didn't get the part. But anyway, but a woman, uh, obviously, is playing Lucy. Looks like her. Looks like really? her. Really? Oh, great. Yeah, it, I'm, it's at the Lucille Lortel Theater. I'm, I'm promoting it. I'm going to see it in July. For It's one performance only. I think the gentleman. Yeah, wait, one performance only? That's it. Yeah, it's only one performance. I got a ticket for it. I don't know why it's only one performance. I don't know why, but I think the author, his name is Lee Tannen, I think, is is working on it. Oh, know? so it's like it's, a, it's, it's a like, work, a, like a staged reading? St- or a, yeah, actually, I think it's going to be a full-fledged A full play, performance, but, but they might need to see it and then rework it. Rework oh. it, whatever the hell he's going to do. I don't know, but I'm dying to see the woman. It's like a one-and-a-half-hour open mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want to see the woman playing Lucy. Yeah. Come over here and play backgammon. Sit down and play backgammon. She was a tough old broad Lucy, you know? Yeah. You know, so, well, um, she was another pioneer, too. Oh, God. She was hilarious. I loved her. God, she was so funny, Lucy Ball. So yeah. funny. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> right. It was like Lucy Ball, Carol Burnett. Um, yeah, Carol Burnett, too. All the greats. Yeah. Um, you know, Phyllis Diller. I loved her. We were talking about her before. Oh, well, but Lucy always never considered herself a, co- a comedian. She said, you know, I'm an actor. You know, I, I knew how to right, do right. timing funny. She said, I'm not a funny person. I remember her saying that. But she had, she had incredible comedic timing. Yeah, she sure as hell did. When it came to, you know, physical comedy, God, she was so yeah. funny. I yeah, still watch yeah. her. I still watch yeah. her. Yeah, you yeah. can watch that for a million times. Yeah. Go, God, she just... I, I remember when I was a kid, that was on television like six times a day, I love right, Lucy. Right, right. Three, three in the morning, three in the afternoon, and usually at night. Right, yeah. forever. It was forever. all over. It was on everything. Yeah. I was very popular then, and my children were growing up. <laughs> I'm not to do Lucy again. Sometimes <laughs> I could hit the low notes, and sometimes I can't, but I got to have a couple of packs of camels, I guess, before I do it. I, you know, what, remember she did MAME? She did the musical MAME. Right. That was the last thing she did. Right. And film-wise, but. Right. But anyway. But, Rich, I had a great time today. Thank you. Danny McWilliams, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Oh, a pleasure. So for more information, you can find Danny McWilliams on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. You're on yes. Facebook. And you come to the duplex every Wednesday from 7 to 9. Watch Suddenly Stand Up. You get 16 to 20 comics who do five minutes apiece. That's how it is. And all sorts, straight, gay, transgendered, untransgendered, back and forth, whatever right, you right. want. We have, right, you know, right. I'm transgender. I used to be a refrigerator, <laughs> but you know. But I decided to become a person. And we have all sorts of comics, and everybody is great. It's a great show. I'm so happy to do it. I am. Oh, uh, well, thanks for. I can't wait. Well, I'll be down there. Uh, yeah. So, some, the next, maybe next Wednesday, I'll go down. Yeah, come You'll down. be there? Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll put you out. I'll give you some time. Oh, please. Yeah, so Wednesdays at the Duplex, 7 to 9, Danny McWilliams. And for more information, you can, to find out about uh, Danny McWilliams, you can go to the WTY podcast website, WTYPOD.com. Uh, and please uh, like us. On, uh, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Give us a review. Uh, I'm Rich Kamko. Thank you so much for following and listening in today. Daddy McWilliams. Thank thanks you, for Rich. Me. SoundCloud, iTunes. <laughs> More technology. <laughs> what the hell is that? Stitcher. Okay. 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 Thank you, honey. Good night. Love you. W-T-Y. It's a comedy journey.